All right, good morning, everybody. Happy Palm Sunday. Pastor Ed Akers here, coming to you with my 945 Live today. And uh, this is the day that we celebrate the triumphal entry of Jesus Christ in the church. His triumphal entry back to Jerusalem as he came to prepare for his death, burial, and resurrection as the crowds thronged around him, casting palms, their coats, and saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. I pray that this season, for all of you that are believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, is a precious time, something that will uh, draw you closer to the crucified, risen, and triumphant Jesus that we all love. Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, the one and only God who came in the flesh. Well, it's good to be with you again this morning. I'm, I'm coming to you with a part two from last week. Last week, I talked to you about the attack, uh, as I perceive it, on biblical manhood, on the role of men in families as fathers in our society, as builders and protectors and as leaders. And uh, I know that many will see the taglines on this or listen to the beginning of this and just say, well, this is a guy from another generation and all that's past. But one thing's for sure, truth, especially God's truth, never fades away, never passes away. It may be suppressed by culture. It may be trying, the attempt may be to stamp it out, but the truth of God sustains itself because God is the sustainer of truth. He is truth. And so don't write this off as just a guy that's got gray hair and comes from another era. Uh, this is the things I'm going to talk about today are now they are uh, relative to where we are and they are definitive as to this is the battle that we find ourselves in as children of God and really as a culture and a nation if we have any chance of survival we got to reverse course on several things and this is one of those we must get back to a to not only a biblical definition of what man and women, a man or a woman is, but back to a very basic uh, intellectual uh, knowledge of what those two things are. And so uh, there's no hope for a nation that lives in fantasy. There's no hope for a nation that accepts fantasy as reality and then demands everyone to adhere to the fantasy. This becomes unsustainable. We must have truth. We must have um, standard by which to live. No one can live outside of standards. Now, I'm not talking about man-made rules or oppressiveness of government or the church or leadership, but I'm talking about the very basic core of our existence, of our being. We've entered what I believe I could call a gender nightmare, a season of time in our nation's history when an entire generation of young children are being uh, misguided, lied to, uh, conditioned, brainwashed to believe that there is something other than a male and female entity in the human race. This very basic core of what we are and who we are is under attack. And it is a strategic attack by the devil to press against God's created order Satan has desired to take over God's kingdom, to disrupt it in every possible chance he can. Every strategy he can employ in his arsenal of lies, he has tried to employ for thousands of years. Much to no avail. 
Although many cultures did fade and die because they succumbed to the lies that Satan began to perpetuate in that culture, specifically that God is not God and that he didn't say what he really says. So let's get into it. I know this is controversial again, so some of you may not like this controversy. I, there are two things I can put online that I can talk about, blog about, preach about, post about, that I get the most negative comments about. One is tithing. Christians love to hate the tithe and fight about it, <laughs> even though there's a great blessing in it. The second one is uh, sexuality, homosexuality, uh, gender identity problems. Bring that up. I've got a plethora of people who call themselves Christians who want to attack me for not being loving enough and not being open-minded to perhaps this is the way God made someone other than what he said he made them to be. So I may get some pushback on this if it gets any traction to go out, but those of you that are interested and believe that we are at a uh, impasse culturally that we must as a church recognize the spiritual warfare that we find ourselves in then listen as I rapid fire uh, really what's on my heart today concerning the gender nightmare that we have entered into today the Nashville shooting that happened just a few uh, days ago just a little over a week or so ago uh, the shooter had become exposed as having identified as transgendered uh, or had selected pronouns. Now, this is where we're going to start getting into trouble um, all over this country when we began to allow people to press upon others a fantasy, like choosing your own pronouns. There's a, there is a sustainable, recognizable law that a male is a he and a female is a she. And picking something outside of that for your own little party at home, whatever. But when you start to press this on culture, you begin to open up an entire, entire different spiritual can of worms. This shooter, you know, we pray first of all for the victims and the families. Horrible thing. And we know all kinds of different profiles have been shooters and murderers. But in this case... It appears to me that there has been a suppression of the fact that this person is trans. And even from our leaders at the White House, this week we heard instead of our hearts go out to the family of the victims, we heard our heart goes to the transgender or trans community, for they are under attack. I would say the opposite is true. We are under attack by those who would suppress biblical foundations, biological foundations, physical foundations of culture regarding man and woman. The transgender movement and drag queen movement is out of control. It is being pressed upon us by a liberal media. And let me just not say liberal. Let me say we're being pressed upon by an ungodly media. I don't care if they're conservative or if they're liberal. If they're pressing an ungodly agenda, I'm more concerned about the spiritual side of that conflict than I am the political side. As a Christian, I said last week that the Word of God, the Bible, is our only source of truth and practice concerning everything, including family, including sex, including sexuality, including all the things that we're dealing with today. Jesus said, man will not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God, Matthew 4.4. 4. Despite cultural norms, 
or the changing morals of a society, we as Christians cling to the Bible and we cling to it for our beliefs, our realities, and our practice. Sadly, few Christians do this today. Many Christians rarely read the Bible, let alone order their life around it. The Bible is used simply as a reference point to back up their own personal theological viewpoints, their own cultural and culturally accepted viewpoints. We all know the Bible says God is love. And people grab that verse, that the only verse they know is God is love. But the Bible also says God is jealous. The Bible also said God is just. The Bible also says God is a judge. These things are ignored by the majority of people and even Christians either ignore them or never read the Bible to begin with. We are in a time of spiritual warfare. All of hell in one final desperate attempt is bent on destroying God's creation. It's bent on usurping the spiritual side of the demonic forces of hell and the sinfulness of ungodly men and women is bent on usurping the dominion of the believers of Jesus Christ and removing righteousness, the righteousness of God from the earth. Now here, the evidence is right in front of us that we are in a conflict against family because family is the core of God's creation among mankind. Family was the first church. Family was the first form of government. Family is the first form of education. Family was the first form of socialization. The family the mother, the father, the children, and offspring going beyond that is the very basic building block and fiber of all of society. It's been attacked by every possible means, and we even attack it ourselves by not living in our families as we should. So let me get into this just a second. The evidence is right before our eyes that we are in a huge conflict. Number one, over the last 25, 35 years, the normalization of homosexuals and homosexual marriage. And this would include every other letter of the alphabet that's crammed in there. Every, they keep adding them on. But the, the fact that marriage now is viewed as legal and is celebrated by this nation is a sign to us that we have lost much ground in the battle for our families. Nowhere in the Bible is it more clear that God made marriage for a man and a woman, a male and a female, not by what they identify themselves as, but what they in fact are at birth. This basic core of two people becoming one flesh is the foundation stone of all of creation. It is under attack. A preacher in Texas, very popular now, all kinds of followers all over the internet, Pastor Michael Todd, made a sermon not too long ago and in it he said I wish God had made it easier not everything is black and white I don't have the answer for what about uh, gay marriage that's wrong he's wrong the Bible is not it is black and white and God made it very easy it's people that are convoluting the situation and confusing the facts of what God made us to be preachers like Pastor Michael Todd need to speak strongly to this issue, as I am, I'm not near as popular as he is or as eloquent as he is or whatever, but I'll speak it. And other preachers are, and many more need to, and every Christian needs to, we need to say, this is unacceptable.
And if you ask me my opinion about gay marriage, it is ungodly, immoral, and I'll never participate in one. I can't. I'll never participate in a marriage of a man and four women or one woman and five men. Polygamy is, as well, an illegitimate form of relationship according to the scriptures. The normalization of a homosexual marriage is a sign that this world is attacking family. Number two, removing parental rights by our schools, our governments, our libraries, and the attack on our children, aside from parents being informed to what is happening to their child. This is a sign that God is being pushed out of every area, but the children are the target. If you can get the children convinced and confused, you can get them destroyed by either they follow sinfulness their whole life, commit suicide, or some other radical thing happens to them as we're seeing today. <clears throat> Number three, the demonization of manhood or fatherhood or the place of fathers in the family is a sign to us we are under attack. Radical empowerment of alpha women, womanhood and toxic masculinity being applied to any man who has an opinion or stands strong is a sign to us that we are in spiritual warfare. Number four, the devaluation of motherhood. It is almost a mockery. Now, you're not quite a woman if you have children and that's what you do. Now, surely you just don't stay home. That's not a real job. That's not a career. <laughs> it, it, famous people, Hollywood stars, famous uh, authors, TV personalities, women, all talk about their children, but they focus a lot more, it seems, in public anyway, on their, on their career. God loves children and loves mothers who nurture and raise their children. Even women who are raising their children are put under great pressure to be more than a good mom or a great mom. I'm all for women advancing in any way that they can any career or job they so desire. There should be no restrictions, no uh, inequities between pays for experience, all of that. But children are a blessing, and children and motherhood is a great gift from God. The devaluation of motherhood is a sign the family's under attack. The acceptance and celebration of drag queens, furb people, and all other mental illness expressions of gender. It's no longer just tolerated on the back streets by short north in Columbus where there might be a, a gay bar or a drag queen place like back in the 80s or 70s. It's now celebrated in front of everyone. Library readings, parties, festivals, all in the public eye of these uh, twisted and perverted looking monstrosities called drag queens. People won't love me for that one. Number six, massive compromise and lethargy of the church in regards to these attacks. The church is asleep, not fighting this spiritual war, not speaking, not speaking out. Exposure of our children to sexual abuse. More and more children are being sexually abused and molested, and more and more children are being exploited for sexual purposes. This exploitation of children will bring the death of our society. Abortion almost brought us there, but now we face even a more insidious addition 
to the abortion monster, the sexual exploitation of children. We have seen reports of high officials in our governments engaging in relationships and viewing child pornography and disseminating it. Children have become the target of sexuality. It is perverse, it is profane, and God will not tolerate it. Let me give you quickly, it's 10 a.m., I got to go, but let me give you for two minutes two things, or five things the Bible says about family. You got to know what God's will is, look these up. Genesis 5.2, here's God's will about male and female, gender or sexuality. Genesis 5.2, he created them male and female and blessed them and called them mankind. Black and white, Pastor Michael Todd. Male and female. Number two, on marriage, Matthew 19.5, Jesus says, For this purpose, a man shall leave father and mother and be joined to his wife, though two shall become one flesh. On children, Psalm 127.3-5, Children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from Him. Family relationships in chapter uh, Exodus 20, 12, honor your father and mother, and in Ephesians chapter 5, that men ought to love their wives as Christ loved the church, and that wives are to submit to their husbands as they would unto the Lord, and the children are not to be exacerbated by their parents or frustrated by their fathers. That's Ephesians chapter 5, the last several verses. On sexuality, Romans 1, 18-32, read it for yourself. God gives them over to debase mind that they might do that thing which is unnatural and unholy. If you search Bible, what does the Bible say about sex or gender, you will be appalled and surprised that almost all of the top entries are Yale University, uh, professors of religion, gay activist groups, giving you explanations as to why the Bible doesn't really condemn all these different sexual expressions. And the church is not engaging in the fight. We're not defending the scriptures. And to do so is to be a hater, misogynistic, uh, to be antiquated dinosaur from the past. But you'll be alarmed that many of these Bible scholars have abandoned a two-gender monogamous world. And this biblical foundation has been cast aside for the liberal, more progressive, more woke gender and sexual expressions. They're so woke, they're actually in a coma. They're dead to their trespasses and sins and don't even know it. The Bible's very clear that all sex outside of marriage, when marriage being one male, one female at birth, coming together in a godly union of marriage, then sex becomes a part of our life, sexual activity and expression. Everything else is forbidden outside of those parameters. I have good news, even though I've gone over my time, and man, this is a big subject, but my good news is that we will win. Those of us that prevail in the Word of God will not be left alone. We will have Christ Jesus, the Holy Spirit, fighting in us and for us, we shall prevail. No weapon formed against us can prosper. We know that if we just stand up, even one, God said, can I not find just one, even one man to stand? And if he can't find one, he'll send one. Well, I'm one. How about you? Let's stand up against this gender nightmare. Let's wake up America, bring them out of the gender nightmare into the glorious fulfillment of being truly who you were born to be 
and expressions of sexuality that bring true joy and not brokenness, hurt, and mental anguish. May God help us be the examples to the world as to what a man and a woman are to be and what a husband and wife are to be and what our family can be a bright and shining example to a darkened world. Wake up, world. The gender nightmare needs to come to an end. God bless you. Come see me at www.vlcc.tv or victoriouslivinginternational.com. Go to my podcast, Victorious Living with Bishop Ed Akers, and subscribe to that. We also have YouTube channels, Facebook, Twitter. It's all there. Uh, we'll get all that information to you. God bless you. Have a great week. And may you remember that Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And remember that 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty seven says, Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. God bless.